All right, here we go. Welcome to episode zero of good-looking people in small, clever rooms that utilize every centimeter of available space with mind-boggling efficiency. This podcast is a book club where we read and talk about Infinite Jest, the 1996 novel by David Foster Wallace. It's a book about tennis, experimental film, depression, addiction, experimental tennis, global politics, recovery, and a few other things. It's a real brick of a book, and it's gotten this reputation that it's a book for like literature bros, I guess. But the point of this podcast is that this book is for anyone with the courage to pick it up, not just people with master's degrees. Well, so 75% of us have master's degrees, but that doesn't make us bad people. (laughs) And we mostly just read things for fun and because we like them and we like talking about them. So just to introduce ourselves, my name is Andrew. My pronouns are he and him. I'm a filmmaker, and I teach some college classes that involve pointing cameras at various people and things. I'm Norma. Uh, I'm on the ripe side of middle age. Uh, Wife, mother, daughter, sister, aunt, friend, uh, Siamese cat mom, teacher. After 45 years of playing and learning with amazing and very young humans, I've set off on a new adventure called Retirement. Uh, which so far I've found to be rather paralyzingly full of options and freedom. No firm direction at this point, just trying to keep my eyes, ears, and mind open to new paths waiting for me out here in the world. Hello, I'm Vinny. Uh, I'm Andrew's friend, Brianna's friend, Norma's friend, everybody's friend. Uh, My pronouns are currently he, him, and I'm a writer of short stories, a painter of short paintings, and a lover of short dogs. Fantastic. (laughs) Hello. My name is Brianna. My pronouns are she and her. I am a poet. I work in higher education. I am excited to talk about Infinite Jest, even though book clubs are not usually my jam, because I don't want the conversation about Infinite Jest to end with, well, it's long. <laughs> yeah. I'm your resident English major and mm. I will bring all sorts of fun facts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I read Hamlet more than once. <laughs> two of us have read this book. Brianna and I have read Infinite Jest before, and two of us, Norma and Vinny, have not. We peer pressured them into reading it for this podcast. So hopefully that'll give you a couple different perspectives from those of us who are revisiting the text and those of us who are coming to it anew. So I first read Infinite Jest in 2014 because my brother Jonathan told me to. And although I was skeptical, I liked it a lot. And I feel like I'm getting a lot more out of it the second read through, particularly in some of its more obscure references to like experimental film and North American history and stuff. But also just having the opportunity to go through it at kind of a more leisurely pace and talk through chunks of the reading with other people, I think, has been really helpful for my appreciation of the book. Okay, my relationship (laughs) is all tied up with being someone's mother and never wanting to let them get the better of me. The someone being my son. 
So if my son throws a really large incomprehensible book at me and says, you should read this. I think you'd really like it. And I start to read it and I read maybe a hundred pages and then I set it down and I never pick it up again because it seems so incomprehensible. That really bothers me because then I feel mm -hmm. like he, my son, won the challenge <laughs> and I, I'm apparently competitive or something because I didn't like to leave it at that. And so when I was invited to do a podcast, which also sounded completely outside of my comfort zone, uh, <laughs> reading a book that is completely outside of my comfort zone, I said, oh, sure, of course I will, because it gives me the opportunity to talk every week with three of my favorite people on the planet. So there you go. Aww. So Vinny, how, what ideas did you have about Infinite Jest before starting this podcast? Or was it ever a book that you had considered reading or had been recommended to you before? Um, it wasn't a book that I had considered reading. And I can't remember. I think you did tell me that I should read it, though, because uh, it was a book <laughs> on tennis. And mm -hmm. I played tennis for a while in my life. So I had that in mind. Um, I also knew that it's um, a very long book, and it's one of the many books that are considered to be um, unadaptable. Um, mm -hmm. So I think uh, that was kind of my view of it going in, was that it was just a giant tome that was insanely complicated. Sure. Yeah. You know, what I knew about it was that it was like a... It was something that should be read, like it's an important, and when I tried to read it before and it was so incomprehensible uh, and I gave up, I read a different, smaller book by David Foster Wallace, The Broom of the, is it The Broom of the, the System? The Broom of the System? Yeah, that's um, the one that's set in Ohio. In Ohio. And that one was also totally incomprehensible to me, but it was shorter <laughs> and it was set uh, physically in a location that I grew up in. So a lot of the references hmm. made some sense to me. So I did that as like, instead of infinite chest. <laughs> <laughs> and it, but you couldn't escape it forever. And it, and it didn't really, it apparently didn't really inspire me to go back and try jest after I finished that book, because I still didn't open infinite jest mm -hmm. for a really long time. I had my <laughs> marker in on page, I don't know, 100 something. <laughs> so Brianna, what about you? How did you come to Infinite Jest and, and did you have any attitudes about it before you read it? I came to Infinite Jest because your brother told you to read it. <laughs> and when I heard that, I asked you, does your brother hate you? <laughs> I can't really explain where that comes from aside from, ah, this is a long book. Mm -hmm. And I think I had some idea that Infinite Jest and James Joyce's Ulysses were similar mm -hmm. in terms of incomprehensibility. So reading it and learning that David Foster Wallace taught uh, down the street from my undergrad up until his death right before I started undergrad. Right, yeah. Weird. Also made it more interesting to me. Like, there's there's nothing in this novel that's about Bloomington Normal, Illinois, but the, yeah. <laughs> the sheer fact that there's that connection definitely intrigued me. For sure. Um, 
but I read it because I decided it was necessary to peer pressure you into reading it. Yes. To make yep. a connection with your brother. I don't know. <laughs> so that he could then pressure his mother and his friend into reading it as well. Yeah. It's all just a domino effect. Which here. is right. my theory. Right. My my theory when I started the book and was thinking about how we were we had Vinny and I had been pressured into reading it. And actually Duped you, even. Andrew mm -hmm. and Brianna had also been pressured into reading it that I began to believe, and I'm still not totally convinced, that that's not the, the jest part. That the, the, <laughs> it's, you read the book and then you're part of the infinite jest cult. And, and then your you have job to foist it on other people. to go out into the world and make other people suffer through this gigantic book so mm -hmm. that they too can be cult members. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm not really totally ready to give that up, that theory. So. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I want to cover here is content warnings. I looked online for like whether there are uh, content warnings or trigger warnings, like a list that somebody has made for Infinite Jest, and I couldn't find mm -hmm. one. Um, mm. which it feels like feels like an odd like kind of a gaping hole to me so i kind of tried to put a list together uh, i found a list of common content tags at the university of michigan lsa inclusive teaching initiative mm. and pretty much everything in that list <laughs> pops up in infinite jest uh, so this isn't a comprehensive list of all possible trigger warnings that could be applied to this book but it feels like kind of a, a good overview of things that you might want to be aware of before starting a reading like this. So mm. these are the LSA initiative tags that do apply to Infinite Jest. Sexual assault, abuse, child abuse, pedophilia, and incest, animal cruelty or animal death, self-harm and suicide, eating disorders, body hatred, and fat phobia, violence, kidnapping and abduction, death or dying, blood, mental illness and ableism, racism and racial slurs, sexism and misogyny, classism, transphobia and transmisogyny, and homophobia and heterosexism. Um, I would also add addiction and drug use as a major theme of the book. Mm -hmm. So the, the only things on the uh, University of Michigan uh, list that don't probably apply to this are pornographic content, pregnancy and childbirth I don't think comes up, miscarriages and abortion I don't think come up in the book, um, don't think and so. hateful language is directed at religious groups. Uh, I also don't think come up in the book. I think that's probably true. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So uh, with so much unsavory content, <laughs> why read this book? Uh, I asked question. rhetorically. That's a really well, good question. Is that well, really I, a rhetorical question? Yes, because I wrote an answer for it in advance. <laughs> I, oh, okay. for one, think it's a good book. Uh, that's not to say that it's perfect. Uh, or that we can't call it out on its flaws. I think that's one of the things that we spend a, a good chunk of our time on this podcast doing is like talking about ways that the book might misunderstand its content or misrepresent it. I was in grad school and I had to do a lot of thinking about my own creative aesthetic and the things I find appealing in the work of others. Uh, and I came away with one particular theme, and that theme is density. Uh, I really love work that's like complexly <laughs> layered and packed with details that point in every direction at once, which isn't to say that Infinite Jest is necessarily difficult to read. It's just like a lot of book. And, uh, and one, of the real, one of the real pleasures of it for me is like trying to untangle it and find these connections and kind of traveling its twisting paths. And that's one of the reasons I think I'm having so much fun on the reread is like... 
I, I traveled one set of winding paths the first time I read this book, and I'm traveling a different set this time, and it feels like almost an entirely new experience. So yeah, that's what we do every week or two or three. Uh, we take a chunk of somewhere between usually 20 and 30 pages that we just read, and we kind of talk about it together. We share our thoughts, and we try and hypothesize where the book is going from here. And what it all means. It's a lot more mm -hmm. fun to read it with someone else, is what I would say. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And it's a lot easier for me when I'm reading a chunk that I really feel like I just don't understand. Like I just don't yeah. get it. I don't yeah. get why it's there, or I don't understand what it's saying, or... I found it so distasteful that I couldn't read pieces of it. You know, I feel like <laughs> right. I feel like I can give myself permission to just let that go because I know that I'll get to talk about it with you three and it will become perhaps a little clearer when we do that. <laughs> and so it keeps me mm -hmm. going. It keeps me going through the book and not getting bogged down and discouraged at the parts that are hard, just hard reading for me for whatever reason. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, here we are, reading the book. I hope that you join us in our reading adventures, and if you do decide to read Infinite Jest along with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us by email at smallcleverpod at gmail.com, and we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at smallcleverpod. See you later. <laughs>